and welcome to the Matters of the Heart podcast with me, Bishop Sharon Jones. This podcast is designed to equip, empower, support, and change lives through a whole and healthy relationship with God while dealing with the matters of the heart. I want you to download, subscribe, follow, and share this app with your friends. While you're listening, invite them to join in. It can only be a blessing. Listen, listen, I know something is going to be said today that will bless you and give you strength for your journey. We're going to have a phenomenal, you all know that's my word, phenomenal time. I have a very special guest today, Dr. Shardine Simpson, talking about a very important topic, emotional awareness. Well, did you eat your Wheaties this morning? This topic is going to be power pack made for champions. So get your cup of tea, hot chocolate or coffee. Well, as you know, it's kind of getting kind of hot for hot chocolate and coffee. But anyway, hey, get it and get ready, get ready, get ready. It's going to be good. Listen to these few announcements and we'll be right back. We pray you enjoyed this podcast and would like you to share, subscribe, and follow the Matters of the Heart podcast through Podbean for weekly episodes. The next Matters of the Heart with Bishop Sharon Jones podcast live will be on Saturday, May 1st at 10 a.m. right here on Podbean. Please mark your calendars and save the date. This will be the one-year anniversary of the Matters of the Heart podcast with Bishop Sharon Jones. Remember, we're taking this journey together. God bless you, and may he give you strength for your journey. My goodness, one year in May. God is so good, and we appreciate him. To those of you just joining in, thank you for joining me this morning on the Matters of the Heart podcast live. I am so happy to be back with you. I thank all of you for your prayers and your concerns. God kept me, and for that I'm so grateful. If truth be told, this has been such a different and trying time in all of our lives. Amen. The coronavirus pandemic, and a lot of us uh, never heard of a pandemic until 2020. Amen. But our emotions have just been all over. But thank God for keeping us in Jesus' name. Can you lift your hands and just say, thank God for keeping me. Thank God for keeping me. Amen for keeping me. This morning, listen, I have a very special guest with me this morning, Dr. Shardine Simpson. Dr. Simpson is the owner, private practice therapist at Relationship Enrichment LLC in Strongsville, Ohio. Her practice provides individual, couple, family, and group counseling. She is currently providing telehealth sessions. Even with everything that's going on, it has not cut us off from getting the help that we need. Can the church say amen? <laughs> Dr. Simpson is going to talk to us this morning about emotional wellness. It's nothing to be ashamed about acknowledging 
that you are going through emotionally. Yes, we have God on our side. He is our help in the time of trouble. But it's good to have someone in the flesh. Do you hear me? It's good to have someone in the flesh that you can look into their eyes and they can look into your eyes and will listen and talk to you. Can I get an amen? My Lord, I'm getting mighty churchy today, aren't I? Amen. And that is what Dr. Simpson does. She listens and she talks. Good morning, Dr. Simpson, and welcome. Good morning, Bishop Sharon. Thank you so much for having me this morning. I am so honored and humbled to be your guest this morning. All right. God bless you. Let's get right into our discussion. Can you share with us this morning? And listen, those of you, because we have men and women on the line, I want you to listen closely to what she's saying, because I believe there is a word and there is a phrase that God is going to place inside of her this morning that's going to bless us all. So Dr. Simpson, can you share with us this morning the difference between mental health and emotional health? Yeah, yes, Bishop. Yes. When we began to look at emotional health and we began to look at mental health, I want to start with the umbrella of mental health, because in our communities, this is like a, there's a stigma and this is a topic that we don't talk about a lot. But this is a topic that we need to talk about. And this is a topic that the pandemic, like you said, Bishop, has created a new awareness of our mental and our emotional status. So let's look at the umbrella starting with mental health. When we say mental health, what does that include? It includes our emotional, our psychological, and our social well-being. When we begin to look at mental health, it affects how we think, it affects how we feel, mm. it affects how we act, mm. also determines how we handle the daily routines of life. Mm. It's even amazing when we begin to look at mental health, that mental health also affects how we relate to others, the choices that we make, the healthiness or not of our relationships. And mental health is also so important because as believers, it affects how we have our relationships with God. Wow. Me wow. Mental health is, is, is an amazing construct yes. because with mental health, we look at mental health at every stage of life. And the, the journey to mental wellness is something that we begin to explore in adulthood. But truly, the disturbances to mental health goes back and begin in many of our childhood and adolescent years. My goodness, my you know. goodness. You know, you know, Dr. Simpson, you said something in your promo tape that struck me. You said we have been taught to dress up, put on our makeup, and might I add this to that, to wear our panty girdles to stop the wobbling. Okay. Ooh. Oh, Jesus, if we could only start teaching <laughs> these young women, put that panic girdle on and stop all of that for flipping, flipping. <laughs> all right. But you said we have been taught to dress up, put on our 
our makeup and come on the scene, a dressed up mess. And we have mastered these unhealthy patterns and we are stuck. Why is it important to be emotionally healthy and what can create emotional stuckness? You know, when we begin to look at it, yes, Bishop, you know, we, we, we know how to dress up. Yes. Um, we know how to do that. That is seamless to us. But when we begin to look at emotionally health and looking at, you know, why do we get stuck? You know, we get stuck because we are trained to hide behind a mask. Wow. And we wow. and we become so wow. comfortable with that mask that, you know, um, wearing a mask all through your life and hiding your stuff wow. can become functional dysfunction. Mm. So we're, we're so functional dysfunction. It's like it's it's like that foundation that you put on that you never take off because mm. you don't think you have to. And mm. people could see the cracks coming through. But because we're so used to living with it, we don't see it. But when we'll be when we look at it, what could cause these things? We could begin to get stuck just because of some stuff from our family of origin. Um, some mother wounds, some father wounds. We could get stuck because in our development, there's some things that we should have mastered that we didn't. And we've you know, learned how to, and we've learned how to function. And you yes, said it. we've learned you've learned how to function with that dysfunction. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, it becomes like that that um, that thing that we know is there, but we, we don't really deal with it because we begin to. And, you know, and we have to be careful because we could begin to normalize mm. our emotional unhealthiness and we could make it seem right. But we know it don't feel right. No, it don't feel right. We know it don't feel right. Let me let me say this right now. I want you to put a pin right there where you're talking because I feel like I need to say this. There is someone on here listening this morning to Dr. Simpson. You need to pay close attention to what she is saying. You are functioning in a dysfunction state in your life. And look, Everybody can see it. Well, let's say everybody. Everybody can see it but us. We can't we can't see our dysfunctions. But I want you to pay close attention because we are talking about we want someone to come out of this episode, yes. out of this segment, healthier. That we want you to come out of this pandemic healthier than you went in. And I believe that's the reason why God has, has connected us with Dr. Simpson this morning, because God is going to say something to her and through her that's going to bless us all. Go ahead. You know, and, and, and Bishop, I, I was looking at just this emotional stuckness that you talked about um, and you asked a question about what can create it. And I just want to give some things, you know, just to speak to the heart of the listeners. You know, what can create this? A lack of awareness. You know, we have blind spots where it's hard for us to see ourselves. My goodness. So it could create a lack of uh, uh, some denial in the stuff that we have. It's just like if you're dealing with a person with anger issues and they always yelling and throwing stuff and then you tell them that they angry and they don't even see it. It's another person's fault. I'm not angry. Game. Why do you think I'm angry? I'm yes. Angry. Yes. 
Yes, it, it becomes a blame game and defensiveness. You know, another thing with stuckness is that we over-spiritualize natural issues. Oh, wow. They're natural things that we all experience. And we put a spiritual lid on it. And the thing about it, first the natural things and then the spiritual things. Because if you don't deal with the natural illness problems, mm. it's going to mm. keep you stuck. So you you trying to reach up to God and you thinking God the problem. No, the issues are blocking you from touching him. Woo. It, the issues are blocking us the, yes, from touching God. <laughs> Yeah, we, 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 we can't touch him. We can't feel him. Um, there's a lack of, when we begin to look at it, our emotional stuckness can come from a lack of all, um, understanding about ourselves. You know, with all that getting, get understanding, we got to understand our stuff. What has affected us? What has happened in our life that's caused us to stumble? Mm. What are those pain that if we, see, it's a process of turning pain to purpose. And there's another process of of settling in your pain that it causes stuckness that you you can't get up. It's like you want to get up, but that that those things that happen to you begin to keep you in bondage. Mm. And some it's a lack of knowledge. Mm. And you know we begin to you know even the Bible says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. We yeah. can have a lack of knowledge with our illness. Wow, wow. And, and, and so we be, we begin to, you know, I always think, you know, when I look at this clinically and I, I talk to um, and listen to my clients, you know, you know, you were running well. But what got in your way? A lot of times it's our stuff. Yes. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Say you were running well. You were what got in your well. way. Yes. You were running well. You were running what well. Got in your way. What got in your way? Yes. Our stuff. Our stuff. Our stuff. Our mother wounds. Our oh, father God. wounds. Our abandonment. Our rejection issues. That stuff. It got in the way. And a lot of times we don't even realize it. Woo! Mm -hmm. And you call them, you call them mother wounds and father wounds and abandonment wounds, stuff, stuff, you know what? And then some people might not be dealing with this kind of stuff, but they're dealing with some kind of stuff. Yes. And what it's doing, you said it's so good. It's getting in our way. Yes getting in our way from going to where God is calling us and to where God is pulling us. We're allowing the pain to stop our purpose from being fulfilled in our life. Yes. Ooh, yeah. My goodness. We're stopping it because God's plan is he, he wants to, to do an operation and help heal us and remove mm. the stuff. You know, he saved us for purpose. And the thing about it, there's a process to purpose. And, you know, yes, we, we need to read. And yes, we need to pray. And yes, we need to study to show ourselves approved. Yes, we need to do all those things. But there's a natural place where we have to allow God to examine us. Oh, 
We have, we have to allow him to examine us. We have to go back to those, the mother wounds and, and things that may have hurt us or our father wounds or those things that even rejection, you know, even things that happen that we don't think some people have been abused and they never explored it. And wow. that, that can affect the individual from truly walking in purpose. And it's, and you know, and a lot of times I've heard, you know, my clients say, well, I'm saved now, so I don't have to deal with that stuff. Oh, Jesus. You know what? You know what? And that, 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 you're saying that is good. Can, let me ask you this. Can emotional immaturity, listen, can emotional immaturity affect a person's spiritual growth? You're talking about that now. But can emotional maturity affect a person's growth? I know I'm saved. I got the Lord on my side. Uh, we can, we, and like you say, we get spiritual. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in Jesus. Okay. So why do I need to explore my emotional wellness? There's nothing wrong with me. I got God on my side. And, and the blessing is, Bishop, yes, we have God on our side, but the thing that I have learned in my journey of studying emotionally healthy spirituality, mm -hmm. that you cannot be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. Oh, my. Oh, and say that again. You cannot be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. They don't go together. Don't go together. Oh they don't go together. But we, we have to stop as believers. We, we have to stop over spiritualizing stuff and we have to look below the surface because, you know, one thing, um, Bishop, that when, um, that I, I discovered and I, I want the listeners to kind of de depict an iceberg. You know, most of us, when you look at an iceberg, most of us only deal with the top 10 percent. Ah. We, we only deal with what's visible to the eye. See, we, we only look at the 10% that represents the visible changes that other people can see. Mm -hmm. See, we, we stay right there. But yes. when you think about walking in purpose, when you think about having a better quality of life, when you think about it, how can we get there when we don't look at the other 90% of who we wow. are? Wow, wow, so, wow. So there's a need to go under that iceberg. That's the pain threshold. See, what people can see, that's the easy stuff. Woo. That's easy. Wait a minute. You it, said what people can see is the easy stuff. It's the easy stuff. <laughs> it's the that, easy stuff. Easy, it's that it's easy stuff. That's the easy stuff. That's how that's our image. That's the easy stuff. Mm. That's 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 our perfect our, our disposition. That's the easy stuff. See, the other stuff is the stuff that's a 90% that people don't know about us. Don't know about. And then the, we don't and don't know that people don't know about, it, and we don't want people to know about. It. And we don't want and people it's, and it's just and it's destroying us. It's destroying us with yes, our saved, sanctified, holy ghost filled spiritual self. Yes. Yes, Bishop. You know, saved, sanctified, we fill with the Holy Ghost, but then that 90% is causing some interruption. Oh. Yeah, because that 90% is the place where we have to get to a place of saying, you know what, God, I surrender. Examine me. My God. See, it takes a surrender for the 90 because the 90 is the tough stuff. Ooh. And 90 is the stuff that that hinders our consistency. So we show up one way, 
But but when we go home, if people follow us, they may see something totally different. See, that's the 90. Well, you say the 90 percent. That's the 90. The 90 percent is where the the you got to give up to God. You got to give up to God. That, that's what entails the 90 percent. And that's entails it the 90%. You to a point in your life where you have to fully surrender to God. You got to fully surrender. You, you, you can't hit the, you can't really deal with the 90% unless you, you fully surrender. See the 90% is where you have had a garden of Gethsemane experience where you go into the garden and see the cup that Jesus held. that cup represents suffering. See, that's the 90. When we, when we in Gethsemane and we say, you know what? If this cup shall pass, not my will, but thy will be done. See, that's the 90. The 90 is the abuse. The 90 is the rejection. The 90 is past history of substance abuse and drinking and getting high and all this other stuff that people don't see. Mm. That's that's the 90. And and the thing about it is that in this, this, this walk to emotionally healthy spirituality, Mm-hmm. We have to be able to say, you know what? I got to want to be more than just this person that people see. Yes. And and and, and, and the thing about it, I, I want to get to a place where I, I could be, I could walk in total freedom. A lot of times we walk with a limp. Mm. Because we, we, we haven't reached that total freedom to be able to walk in the fullness. Mm. It is impossible to walk in the fullness of what God has called you to become if you don't deal with your emotional stuff. My God, my, it's impossible. It's impossible. So we've got to be free emotionally. We have to be free. You know, yes. Let me, let me say this. This is not something that will happen overnight. I'm, no, I, we're, we're talking and Dr. Simpson is talking, but it's not something that happens overnight. Listen, when you, when Dr. Simpson, I'm quite sure when she has her patients come in or her uh, for therapy, she has to meet with them more than one time. Sometimes she has to meet with, oh Jesus, sometimes she has to meet with them a year. You understand? It's not yeah. something that happens. So we cannot, let me say this, you cannot allow the enemy to make you feel like because you're hearing this today and you're not over what you're going through tomorrow, that you're a failure. It it takes time. It takes time for for you to to live uh, the life that God has called you to live and to be where Dr. Simpson is talking about. Oh my God, this is good. This is good. This is good. It's it's good. It's time for us to face issues that happened in our past. Listen, it's time for us to face issues that happened in our past that has caused us to be unhealthy emotionally and move on. It's time to move on. Can you say, can somebody say that with me and speak it for your own life? It's time for me to move on. I've got to move on. Yes. to do it. Yes. Because if I don't, this young woman is telling us we're going to die emotionally. Yes. Yes. And we yeah. got to let it go. Oh, my God. Yeah. This has been good. Listen, we're going to pause a little bit. After these announcements, we'll be right back to continue our discussion with Dr. Simpson. This podcast and would like you to share. 
We pray you enjoyed this podcast and would like you to share, subscribe, and follow the Matters of the Heart podcast through Podbean for weekly episodes. The next Matters of the Heart with Bishop Sharon Jones podcast live will be on Saturday, May 1st at 10 a.m. right here on Podbean. Please mark your calendars and save the date. This will be the one-year anniversary of the Matters of the Heart podcast with Bishop Sharon Jones. Remember, we're taking this journey together. God bless you and may he give you strength for your journey. Yes, yes, strength for your journey. Welcome back. And again, thank you, Dr. Simpson, for joining me this morning. Thank you for joining me. And we pray God's richest blessings on you. Getting back into our discussion. A lot of women are in denial about our health issues. Okay. A lot of us are in denial about our health issues. We want to appear to be that superwoman. We want to appear to be that superwoman leaping off these bounds and everything. <laughs> you understand? But now, now we're talk about, listen, we don't want, we're in denial about some health issues, but we're talk about hot flashes quick. <laughs> We'll talk about hot flashes quick because we want a remedy. You know, I went to my gynecologist on Thursday after the episode that I've gone through with my heart. Oh, Lord, my 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 hormones are all out of whack. I have never had, and I think I had my total hysterectomy in 1988. I have never experienced a hot flash, but all for all of a sudden, I am taking my clothes and all about almost about to <laughs> rip my clothes <laughs> off of me. Oh God, we, we want to talk about hot flashes because we want to know if somebody can help us, and we cry out for help for the hot flashes. But other issues that we suffer, Dr. Simpson, other issues that we suffer, we feel ashamed to even mention. We suffer in silence. So, 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 Dr. Simpson, for those who don't want to address this emotional uh, wellness, emotional wellness, what are the symptoms? Listen, what are the symptoms that you have noticed, Dr. Simpson? of an emotionally unhealthy person? What are some of the symptoms that you have noticed in working you know, with people? You, you know, Bishop, I, I, I would say when we begin to look at the symptoms, I think the number one is a, a lack of willingness to acknowledge that something is wrong. Mm. I, I think that because of um, just the image that life creates for people, mm. that... Um, the more educated they become, the more they begin to um, become elevated in natural, secular, and spiritual uh, communities. Mm -hmm. That they be they they sort of run away from it. That whatever the title, whatever the position, whatever the stance or the image, they tend to have a sense like you know they lean more toward that. And it's, it's a heavy state of denial. They know inside that something is going on, but because of the stigma of mm. really dealing with issues. Because they, of what somebody else is going to yes, say. Yes, it's a heavy worry. What would people say what would if people they knew? Say? What would they say? 
What would they say if they knew I was depressed or I, I battle with anxiety? What would people say if they knew that I was doing certain things just to be seen because I have a need to be loved? What, mm. what, would, pe what would people say because I, I am this and I'm that and I'm supposed to be this and that? And how, you know, what would people say if they thought I was human and normal? Oh, wait, wait. Stick that, put a pin right there. What would people say if 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 they find out that I'm human? Yes. And I'm normal? Yes. And and I have problems? Yes. And I'm hurting? Yes. And I have pain? Yes. That I have a baby just like you have a baby? Yes. And I got pregnant the same way you got pregnant? Yes. What would people say? Yes. Oh my God, we're worried about what people will say and yeah. think and we suffer. Yes, and we suffer. And we suffer. Yeah, we suffer because we don't want to be real with ourselves because instead of dealing with it, see, when you get real with yourself, see, you're real. not dealing with people. Now you mm. deal with God. Yes. See, we, we spend Ooh. more time worrying about what people think rather than what he's trying to do Jeez. in our lives. Oh my so God. the thing about it, people can't heal us. So that we, we worry about it because now we begin to put our, a stigma on ourselves. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not together. I'm not perfect. I'm not, I'm not this, I'm not that. And it caused so much stress. So now we add more stuff because we stress because we're trying to align with people and not align with the healing and the healthiness that God wants us to have. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, we, 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 we got to move past the stigma and we have to learn, you know, um, Bishop is I just have to say a word that I use with, you know, my um, clients all the time. We have to learn to become one transparent and two more vulnerable. Mm. Transparency and vulnerability to be real about what it is. Be real to be real. We have to be real. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter what we have attained. It does not matter what God has blessed us with. We have to be real and we have to understand that no two days are the same. Some days I'm up. Some days I may be down. Some days I may be ready to run. Some days I may be ready to sit down. We got to be able to look at it and understand that there's something going on. Yes. And it's, it's, you, we're not crazy because we're anxious. We're not crazy. I don't like that word crazy, but I'm gonna have to use it just to Come emphasize. On. We're not crazy because we're depressed or sad. Come on. We're, we're not crazy because we feel some kind of way. We're not crazy because we have some jealousy, some envy. We're not crazy. We have to stop and begin to really look at what is going on. Jesus. And we have to be real. We have to be real. We have to be transparent. And then the thing about it, we have to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I I, I, I get tickled about, even when um, clients come in and they sit and they made an appointment, but then they don't want to talk and they say, well, I don't really want people to know my business. Well, the <laughs> thing about it is that what, 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 what's so secretive about what? See, and that's the thing we get hung up on. I see that a lot in, in faith-based community. Well, I don't want anybody to know my business. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I just want to tell people a lot of times they know already because of how you're treating people. <laughs> oh, they know already because of already how you know. they know already. You're just yes. bleeding all everywhere. Bleeding. 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 Yeah. Bleeding. 
I, I tell my clients, you know, you know, you've already walked in here and I know something is going on because I see the driblets on the carpet. So you can mm. see the blood as they walk in because mm. they're bleeding. They're projecting onto people. There are things that's happening in their lives that they um, that they may be affecting other people. They're bleeding. See, when we're not at a good place, we begin to shed and bleed on other people. Jesus. Hey, mm -hmm. Lord, have mercy. Mm -hmm. Lord, have mercy. Dr. Simpson, listen, I've, I've got to bring you back. Hey, you, you've got to come again. You, 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 you've really uh, blessed us on today, my Lord. This has been good. Yes, this has been good. Mm. I know you've blessed someone today. Well, it's because I have men that 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 uh, come on my my podcast. Also, I know you've blessed somebody, whether it's a man or a yeah. woman. I yeah. know you've blessed someone. I know you have, and I thank you for joining me. But you know, my my last question this morning: Can my past? I know you touched on it. You touched on it, but can my past affect? Who I am today, my early years, maybe zero through five years old, my middle years from six to 12 years, my adolescent years from 13 to 19, my young adult years from 20 to 30. Can my past, can my past affect who I am today? Can my past Yes, yes, Bishop. Who I am today. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I'm going to go over this real quickly here. Our past is, a, 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 I, I call it a mirror into our future. Mm. Because let's go back to early years. At every place of the lifespan, there's something that we are to learn, to master. And if it does not happen, it creates a level of developmental delays. Wow. It can create some emotional and mental stuckness. It can create some bridges that we see into other relationships. So like early years, zero to five, what mm -hmm. is the most important thing that should be happening in those early years? Attachment. Attachment to mom, attachment yes. to dad. And there are different levels of attachment. So the thing about it is, if that does not happen in a healthy way, let's say one parent is gone and you don't get that, or they, mo they may both be physically present, but emotionally withdrawn. Mm. It is going to affect us because in those early years, what is going to happen? This is when we learn nurture, to be nurtured. Yes. We learn how to be loved. We learn a sense of intimacy and our parents create safety. So yes. we're not, they protect us from the world. Yes. So Dr. the thing, the thing Dr. about it, Dr. Simpson, you know, yes. I've, I've, I've been looking on Facebook. They, they developed a new kind of bottle for babies. Yes. It's a, it's a bottle that has a long tube. Mm. that you the baby is laying in the bed and they have this bottle laying on the baby's chest or somewhere on the bed and this long tube and the nipple is in the baby's mouth mm -hmm. the mothers mm -hmm. don't have to hold the baby anymore mm. listen we've we mm. been going through enough with this
pandemic, not able to hug one another, you understand, and to touch one another. But you said it good that the that that they need that attachment mothers young mothers on here listening to dr simpson this morning do you see how important it is for you to pick your baby up into your arms feed them ah give them their bottle while they're laying in your arms Talk to them. Amen. Talk some good talk. Do yeah. goo goo ga ga every yeah. now and then. Yes. But talk some good talk to them because this is a developmental. She, Dr. Simpson said it. It's a developmental part of their of their growth is teaching them attachment. So yeah. if you bought one of those bottles, throw it in the trash. Yes, throw it in the trash and pick them babies up and put them in your lap. And and then even when they get to be older, I'm not going to go ahead of you, but even when they get to be older, take your hands and put it on them. My children, my children now, even my sons, I take my hand and rub my hands on their head or I touch them on their shoulder. You understand? They've got to have that attachment. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead, baby. No, that's so good, Bishop. And I agree with the bottle. Throw it away. Because the thing about it is that if if at that age, if you don't get that intimacy and that, that healthy touch, Jesus. what then happens when we get older? Mm-hmm. Then we have problems because if, if you don't get attachment in early years, mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult for you to have a healthy relationship. Yes. Because you're seeking that attachment that you're not getting. Mm. And you don't really know healthy attachment. So the thing about it, it creates so many other issues um, in life. And a lot of times we're not taught that that zero to five is a critical time in development. Mm -hmm. Critical Mm -hmm. time. And then as we go on to middle years, six to 12, this is when we start learning how to be social. This is when we start learning more development. This is when our parents are teaching us right from wrong. But what if we didn't get that? Yes. Then we grow up and we don't know how to make good decisions. We don't know right from wrong. And we could justify our behaviors just because we don't know. We weren't taught. Wow. So, so key, so key. And then as we go into our adolescent years, this is when we learn our identity development. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? What do I like? What, what, who do I want to become? Um, what do I think? This is a time where now um, adolescents, they're exploring the possibilities of the future. But what if the parents are not there to, to, to encourage them? What if they're not there to help them develop their identity? What if they're not there to speak into them that you could do it? You can be successful. Yes, you can yes. conquer this world. You're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. If you don't have the parents to do that, then you see adults now when you ask them, I ask some of my clients, who are you? And they have to look at me with tears in their eyes and they say, I don't even know. Mm. I, I don't know. They say the obvious. They could tell you their name, their skin color, their gender. Wow. I'm like, yeah. let's go deeper. Who are you? Let's yeah. get to the core of your identity. They can't get to the core. It's still that 10% of the iceberg. They wow. could deal right there, but they can't go under that. And then when we get into young adults, 20 to 30, this is a time where we're planning. What is my future like? This is a time where you learn to make 
choices and you learn to make decisions. And if you don't have that opportunity, then you get older and it's hard for you. You become very indecisive. So when we look at the lifespan, all of those places from early years to young adult years impact the rest of our lives. My Lord, my Lord, that is so good. That, thank you, Dr. Simpson. Oh my God, this has been phenomenal. <laughs> I told you it was going, it was going to be phenomenal. Thank you for joining me today and to my listening audience. Thank you for tuning in to the Matters of the Heart podcast with me and my special guest, Dr. Shadeen Simpson. I know you all want to have her back. I know we're going to get you back. I, I know you're going to be coming back soon, baby. It's going to be a part two and a part three to this because it's some more on the inside of you that you must share, that you must share. And that's a capital M, capital U, capital S, capital T that you must share. Because I know something has been said today to inspire this listening audience to do what you must do to help you lead an emotionally healthy life. Amen. For Listen, first for yourself your family, and then for others. Do what you must do to help you. Let me say that again. Do what you must do to help you. You can't help somebody else if you're all, if you're all messed up and stuck and in a whack. So first yourself, your family, and then others. Amen. Oh, Dr. Simpson, God bless you today. But before you leave, would you like to share any final words? Yes, Bishop. I just want to thank you for having me again. This has been just an awesome experience. And I just want to say to the listening audience, to the men, to the women, I want to challenge you to make the decision to go below the iceberg. Mm. Know the 10%. Know it. You have mastered the 10%. I want to challenge you to go below the iceberg and begin to explore the 90%. Give yourself permission to move out of your comfort zone. Mm. Give yourself permission. Wait, to wait, 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 wait. I, I, I know, <laughs> I, 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 I know you, I know you sharing the final word, but you said give yourself permission. Give your, yes, ma'am. Give yourself permission. Not getting the permission from nobody else. That's right. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Give yourself the permission. Give yourself the permission. Okay, go ahead. Give yourself permission to move out of your comfort zone. Because one thing about the 90, you're going to have to come out of what you know. Mm. You got to come out of what you know and invite God into the 90. Yes. Because there's an examination process that he is going to do. And we know one thing for sure. He has no malpractice cases. <laughs> he has no lawsuits. Mm. So the operation and the process that he has for you, when he is done, we know one thing for sure. It is going to be perfect. Because he knows. You know what? what going back, I'm, I'm interrupting you again. <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, my God. Listen, going back to what you said, that 90% is the Gethsemane experience. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. 
That 90% is the surrenderance experience. It's, yes. It's surrendering everything to, I, there is an old song. I'm not going to sing it, but it says, I surrender. Yes. All to yeah. thee, my yes. that's it, Savior. Yeah. Uh, my God, I'm about to go spiritual here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, feel, I feel a sha-na-na coming up. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. All to thee, my blessing. Yes. I mm. surrender all. And until we acknowledge and find out what the 90% is, we're going to be stuck. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying. Yes. Yes. We 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 have we have to we we have to surrender and we have to trust and you know building off what you just shared, Bishop, with the with the garden. Um, while we're in the garden, we have to look. See, we we have been taught to look away from the cup, but we mm. got to look in the cup. Mm. Yeah, we got to look in the cup. See, that's the part. We hold the cup, but a lot of times we don't look in it. And the thing about it with getting to a better place, we can't pass the cup to anybody else. Woo! We all have our own cup that That's we right. have to examine. And we have to begin to go deep. And let's not just start with today. Let's go back and then come forward. All let's right. go back to childhood and then come forward and trust God with the process because his process is perfect and it works. Yeah, and it works. And perfect. it works. His process is perfect and it works. Well, and it works. well, dear darling, my Lord Jesus. You know what? I hope nobody don't ever try to sue me on uh for, for any kind of because I call people darling and, and sugar and baby and all of that. But dear darling, <laughs> you've blessed us today and thank you again for joining us on uh, the Matters of the Heart podcast. And again, to my listening audience, thank you for joining me on the Matters of the Heart podcast with Bishop Sharon Jones. This podcast is designed to equip, empower, support, and change lives through a whole and healthy relationship with God while dealing with the matters of the heart. Everything, you know what? It, it does not just deal with the spiritual side. It deals with the natural side. A pastor has to deal with the natural side of a person and the spiritual side of a person. So that's what this uh, podcast do does. We're dealing with the matters of the heart while we're we're finding out what our walk with God should be, while we're finding out what how we should live for God. Amen. So tune in next time for another inspiring and uplifting episode. Invite a friend to download, subscribe, Follow and share this app. You know someone who is really going through, and I know will bless his or her life. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. I speak sweet peace today, a peace that passes all understanding. Until next time, God bless you and God keep you. Here's my prayer.